dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. I know how you're feeling. You had big plans for 2022. Resolutions were written, productivity was projected, research was to be researched. But now January has flown right by, dry jan has gone down the drain, and you haven't quite managed to stick to all of those resolutions. Well, don't despair. There's time to turn it all around and the year is still very young and the goals that you have set are meant for you to achieve. For today's blog, I am going to provide my top five tips for boosting your productivity, which will in turn hopefully help you to get back on track and smash out those research goals. All of my tips are inspired by evidence-based findings, so I'll provide links to the original materials too. Happy listening and remember, you got this. Number one, establish a sleeping pattern. It's easier said than done, and don't I know it. Our sleeping patterns were all disrupted by what felt like an extended Christmas holiday period, not to mention working from home life. But establishing a healthy sleeping pattern is super important for maximizing your day. Nobody can be productive when they're tired, but fighting the coziness of your bed is a daily challenge too. Dr. Andrew Huberman, a neuroscience professor at Stanford University, constantly advocates the importance of sleeping, claiming that it is the foundation of mental and physical health and all aspects of human performance. Some things he recommends you do to improve your sleep include exposing yourself to sunlight as early as possible in the day, ideally within 30 to 60 minutes of waking, waking up at the same time each day, avoiding caffeine within eight hours of bedtime and keeping your room cool and dark, avoiding bright lights between 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. So yes, that means stop that nighttime doom scrolling. Number two, make time for the things you enjoy. As that list of tasks gets longer and the post-Christmas work emails have now been responded to, it feels like there is no time for anything other than work and chores, right? Even though there may be days that get like this, sparing some time, even just a little to do something that you want to do rather than you need to do, can do so much to boost your happiness and encourage you to feel more positive. Allowing yourself some time in this way will help you to reset and refresh, enabling you to tackle that task list with newfound energy. Happiness and positivity are two of the key themes that Dr. Rungan Chatterjee, a GP turned mindset podcaster, discusses frequently within his work. He says that even as little as five minutes a day doing something that you can enjoy can be enough to spark the feel good factor. Number three, get healthy. Your physical health is so important and has massive hidden impacts on your mental health and well-being, in turn impacting your ability to work and function. This isn't an easy step, but it can be a fun one. NHS UK recommends that adults aged 19 to 64 should do some type of physical activity every day, aiming to do at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity a week. A surefire way to get this goal going is the ever so popular Couch to 5k app, which provides a nine week plan to achieving a 5k run. And getting healthy is multifactorial. It's not just the exercise we do, but also the food that we eat. Nutrition is super important to functionality, and there are masses of ongoing evidence regarding the benefits of intermittent fasting. 
Dr. Rahul Jandial, an American neurosurgeon, discusses such benefits in his book, Life Lessons from a Brain Surgeon. He recommends intermittent fasting twice a week for 16 hours. This process, he says, forces your body to burn its fat reserves into ketones, back up energy source that can help improve cognition, stimulate the connections between neurons, and even possibly prevent neurodegeneration. And I mean, skipping breakfast just twice a week is surely a small cost to pay. Tip four, get organized. I'm like a broken record that can't stop singing the organization tune. So played out, but it's so, so key. Sometimes this is the hardest step. Life admin is so draining and it feels counterproductive as you're not attacking a fundamental task. But investing some energy and time to get organized can really help with your productivity and to keep you on track to achieving your goals. It's important to be realistic when mapping out your goals. For example, complete data analysis may be a little too broad, but breaking this down into manageable tasks can really help guide your step-by-step actions. Like download updated version of Stata, convert dataset file, relabel variables, etc etc you get it and here's how I do it behind my screens I have a whiteboard wall where I write out my to-do list it's in a place that I can't miss it so every morning starts by visibly seeing this list of tasks I have different colored pens that allow me to code the importance of the tasks each time I complete a task I satisfyingly get to wipe it off the board ah yeah the good stuff my final tip is to remember that slip-ups are okay In an age where justifying our downtime is the norm, it's important to remember that we are human and slip-ups are going to happen. And guess what? That's okay. British journalist Oliver Berkman and author of the best-selling book, 4,000 Weeks, Time and How to Use It, has spent a large part of his career investigating exactly that, how best to use our time. As detailed in his book, he explains that we as humans are obsessed with our lengthening to-do lists and overfilled inboxes, but there simply just isn't enough time. Sometimes we need to reject the futile modern obsession with getting everything done and learn to embrace our human limitations. The way we as a society have come to think about time is, as he describes, unhelpful but not inescapable. It's a collective choice that we have made. In this book, He provides readers with a set of tools for constructing a meaningful life while recognising that our flaws and slip-ups are more than okay. That's it for today. I hope that you have enjoyed this blog and found some inspiration and a little motivation to get going. Thanks for listening, Hannah. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.